Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Respectful President's Day? Informed President's Day? What do you hope for? Happy, I guess. I don't know. I, just, I wonder why we came to work. It's, That's just, a, what I, it's just a government. That, well, but I'll tell you, all the media, everybody, all the real people seem to be working. I don't know. All the newspapers didn't send us their uh, their reporter stuff. It's, huh? it's, it's a judgment call, and I think we made a poor judgment. I should be at home sleeping it off right now. It appears to me that everybody of note is working, and we are of note. <laughs> Don't lie to me, Jack. Um, so, uh, listen, speaking of President's Day, we've just only just begun the presidential fun facts. And we just learned that Andrew Johnson sewed his own suit. Mm-hmm. If I recall correctly, Lyndon Johnson had a tailor, right? But see if you can't leave me about it. An age from the, where the zipper ends uh, around uh, under my back to my bunghole. Well, there he is with the, uh, to the tailor on the phone. So, yeah, I, I recalled correctly. Not a classy moment in U.S. presidential history. Eh, 
And uh, one more note, of course, we now, our 20-second delay is now a minute 20, just in case, because there was a, an Olympic nipple slip over the weekend. America saw another nipple on TV, and the effects, every bit as devastating as Janet Jackson's nipple. Had to be ice skating. It's not, it snowboard- was skating. Was not snowboarding. No, no, indeed. There was a um, wardrobe <laughs> malfunction, I think, a French skater. Um, well, you know what? The nipple is universal. Be There's different. no need to assign a nationality to the nipple. But, it's, uh, <laughs> again, it was devastating, as it'd, nipples always are. It'd be difficult to have anything slip out in a snowboarding outfit. We are a society that watches people murdered on TV for fun, or certainly in the movies, over and over and over again. Bloody horror on Two-thirds of the channels, 24 hours a day. But then if somebody shows a body part, we act as though we have been devastated. We are an odd people. Here's a for instance for you. So I'm watching the, trying to watch the Olympics with my kids, right? Something wholesome. Watching the snowboarding. Go to commercial break. Local TV newscast puts up the super cool picture of the, uh, the shooter oh holding boy. the gun and looking all cool. This is like on like Saturday. Like an ad so this, for a movie. Yeah, yeah, this is like a couple of days later, and they're still doing their best to build this guy up as a super cool anti-hero, and then say something like, dozens died because of his evil at school. They came to school to have a good time, and they ended up dead. I'm watching with my kids. Yeah. Nice freaking promo in prime time, watching something that you know lots of kids are watching, building this cup into a guy up into a hero, and making kids scared to go to school. Nice job effing local news. Local TV news is about as bad as anything that happens in media in America. That's pretty bad, yeah. 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 It might be about the bottom of the barrel. Um, so M- Mueller releases this indictment on Friday. That alone is its own interesting story to me. No context of any kind? No. This is just the first step of many or nothing. It just comes out. Maybe old man Mueller said, why don't we just let it speak for itself? I think that's what he's doing. Trying to low-key it in the wake of Comey, yeah, I, who made everything like the Oscars. Right. Everything was a big production. I think that's what he's doing. I think he's going completely 180 degrees, which will, you get no medals for a 180. Yeah. I'm going to do a 180 right now. It's not that, that was big. a 180. It's not that difficult. Right. Um, so um, <laughs> I, I, they need to do the math different on the Olympics, and that's another fifteen twenty. And I, I think fifteen a hundred three sixty ninety. That's carry, that's a thousand eighty. Can, nope. can you tell me how many turns he made? Well, yeah, kinda, call it a quad. What kind of math problem is this? You know, you stoners fifteen eighty followed by a twelve sixty. What what did he do there? You stoners are so proud of the fact that you know those numbers, but the rest of us just call it a quad. <laughs> We know what that is. It's four turns in the air. So on President's Day, I'm thinking Robert Mueller went Calvin Coolidge. Here is the report. Then he walked out of the room. No spin, no showbiz, no nothing. Friday afternoon before a long weekend, though, that can't be a coincidence. I, I don't know. Maybe he's trying to double low-key it. And then uh, Rosenstein, the, the attorney general uh, involved in this, because the real attorney general had to excuse himself or bemuse himself or recuse himself. For dumb, um, dumb reasons, in my opinion. So he got up there and he said a number of things that were pretty interesting, including this, uh, this indictment shows that no American knowingly worked with the Russians. Well, is that just with this particular little... Uh, segment of the whole thing? That's a pretty 
a powerful statement to make. It's got to be in this little segment. I mean, because obviously, you know, like the uh, Julius and Ethel Rosenberg, was that their name that got executed for espionage? I mean, people have worked with the Russians through American history. So that was an awfully broad statement to make. I mean, it's in the indictment. Um, It is. But would you put that in the indictment? If they're, oh, we have plenty of Americans in the Trump Trump campaign was absolutely working with the Russians, but that's to come. Wouldn't 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 you have to say for now? Or it just seems within like within the purview of these thirteen indictments, uh, no Americans. Yeah, so he was vague on it. I didn't see that. Or, or if it, well, it's not vague. It was declarative. Okay, no Russians knowing no Americans knowingly worked with the Russians. Okay, settles that. Or does it? Are, you, are they just talking about this particular, these 13 people indicted, these people in the companies? Or are they talking about the whole damn thing? If you're talking about the whole damn thing, that was a, that was not a good way to word it. Right. I mean, because that right. closes Cause the door the, on the uh, thing. Right, yeah. yeah. Or if it's still open, I don't even know. I don't know. I, I'm confused by all that. But so well, that aside. I, you know, I tell you what. To me, that's pretty declarative. I, I stand ready to be surprised. It's, uh, you know, what the hell. It makes life interesting. But... In a town that is feverish to leak anything anti-Trump it can get its hands on. The fact that we haven't heard anything substantive except that dopey Trump Jr. got lured. He's probably smarter than me. uh, Got lured into the meeting with the fake with the Russian lawyer lady and the rest of it. Which is which doesn't come up in the indictment at all. All the things that they describe of Russians working with Americans on or in America and, and sowing seeds of discord, that is not mentioned in the indictment at all. Yeah. Now, is that on purpose, or did they not think it is? Is that part of the no Americans knowingly contributed to this? I don't, abs- I don't know. So, for instance, in the indictment, here's just some of the rallies planned in 2016 that were planned and promoted by the Russians. June 25, 2016, a march for Trump. July 9th, support Hillary, save American Muslims. Trying to make it seem wow. like Russian to, sponsored. Yeah, and it's you know it's support Hillary, but it's trying to drive home the point that she's on the side of the Muslims. Right. Is the point of yeah. that, I think, from the Russians. Yeah. July twenty third, a down with Hillary uh, rally in New York. Oh, the first two were in New York and Washington, DC. This one in New York. August twentieth, Florida goes Trump in several different Florida cities. And you know, and I might have seen it on the evening news that night and thought, Oh, they're having rallies for Trump. But the the Russians put together in in many of these, in fact, in most of these, almost nobody showed up to the rallies. It was just the social media existence of it, right? And they are, and then the news cameras came in and focused right? in really tight on the eleven people there shouting. Speaking of local news, right? I think they might be smart enough, the Russians, to realize you don't even actually have to have the rally, right? You just need to you just need to have the name of it and like. Two people involved, and it will seem as if a rally happened. And then tweet out a bunch of stock photos of angry people with placards or whatever. Get them from another rally somewhere in America or a political event or something. Tweet out that it was a big deal, and news will cover it. This is an interesting one and clever. In October, Miners for Trump, and I remember that movement, Miners for Trump in several Pennsylvania cities. We mean people who dig for a living, not children? The coal miners, you know, and uh, Hillary said these jobs are going away or something like that. And uh, Trump was going to save the mines, and so they organized these Miners for Trump rallies. The Russians did. In November 12th, this is after the presidential election, show your support for President-elect Donald Trump in New York. Same day, other side of town, Trump is not my president in New York. Wow. Both, both rallies. 
Wow. Whipped the same up by day. the Russians. Same day. Wow. Different parts of town. Wow. The, and I remember seeing the Trump is not my president stuff in New York. I remember th- I remember that being such a news story that, that two rallies were going on in New York, one mm-hmm. for and against. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte against Trump, November 19th in Charlotte, North Carolina. That actually did get some people to show up. So they turned on Trump quickly once he was elected because they just wanted to keep sowing the discord in America. Right. Right. Um, and and it would appear that the president tweeted an understanding of that finally over the weekend. And we'll get to several of his tweets, which were well, either just terrifically ill-advised or he, brilliant, depending on how you view his strategy. He quoted the vice president of Facebook ads because Facebook kind of took a beating in this indictment thing over the weekend, too. And so they were trying to protect themselves. And Rob Goldman, the vice president of Facebook, made a statement over the weekend and Trump quoted him. I have seen all of the Russian ads, and I can say very definitively that swaying the election was not the main goal, said Rob Goldman, vice president of Facebook ads. Right. Everybody knows that, I think, except MSNBC and the liberal media. I mean, that's been documented beyond any shadow of a doubt that sowing discord was their purpose. And when it became clear that Hillary was going to be the next president, Judy and I were talking about this over the weekend. How high did the number get? Was it 89% likelihood or did it get to 90? It was in the New York Times said 90% chance Hillary's going to be president not long before the election. Well, the Russians said, okay, oh my God, we've got to damage her. We must damage her. That's why it appeared to be quote unquote pro Trump. And everybody knows that except people who make their living off, off of partisanship, I guess. Well, and it's quite possible that it's going to be the other way around next presidential election. Oh, it's guaranteed. The, yeah. Um, you know, unless some juggernaut uh, arises. And who knows what. I'm still working on my campaign finance. <laughs> <laughs> who knows what stuff they're going to bring at Trump. Positive Sean, future juggernaut. Future not, if um, you will. What? No, our our, that's, that's our text good. line is 415-295-KFTC, 415-295-KFTC. But one view of how the president could have reacted over the weekend, I think, would have been a lot better um, instead of going with the direction he went with. Oh, and I want to hear our new uh, little slogans. All right. Can we hear one? Come, uh, right now? All right, go ahead. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Boy, I'm liking it. It's pretty over the top. <laughs> pretty over the top. <laughs> Hilarious. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. nation. About something with the Olympics, which I've been watching as much as I can with the kids because it's fun. And we invent sports that only we have ever played and, yes. then, win, and then win lots of gold medals at them. Yes, temporarily. Also, if we have time, we'll get to a kind of combo feature of more on YouTube fame and how big it is and how the last thing in the world you want is to be famous. Even though virtually every kid in America now wants desperately to be famous, you don't want to be famous. So here's a presidential fun fact. Close friends, John Adams and Thomas Jefferson, grew to really despise each other before they became friends again at the end of their lives and thought very highly of each other. 
in the election battle to see who would be uh, fill the third uh, president. Well, I guess it would be the fourth because Washington two terms. Anyway, uh, Adams and Jefferson ran against each other to see if Adams would get reelected. 1800, our first ugly election. Right. In that election, Adams called Jefferson a mean-spirited, low-lived fellow, the son of a half-breed Indian squaw sired by a Virginia, Virginia mulatto father. Wow, in essence called him a quarter Indian and a quarter black. And in an attack ad, warned of the consequences of a potential Jefferson presidency. Murder, robbery, rape, adultery, and incest will be openly taught and practiced. And the air will be rent with the cries of the distressed. The soil will be soaked with blood and the nation black with crimes. You thought 2016 was out of control? Now that's an attack ad. Incest will be taught and practiced. Um, yeah, it is interesting that the first real contested election immediately got that ugly, and they've been that way more or less since. That's Go negative. Like, apparently the way democracies work. A mean-spirited, low-lived fellow, the son of a half-breed Indian squaw, sired by a Virginia mulatto father. Then you got the incest being openly taught in practice, or, which is troubling. Or was that the Russians? Just put that <sighs> information out. I... Hmm, I'm going to have to recheck history, but uh, I'm not sure. Adams and Jefferson never actually said that. So uh, we're going to go live to the Olympics here in just a minute, so I'll have to hold on to my thing. How about Trump sending out 10 Twitter Twitter messages starting at 11 o'clock at night his time and then ending around noon the next day? What, yeah. what is it? If he drank, you know, we'd all assume it was that, right? That he had a couple of drinks and, and, and got all worked up about a subject. and then. But the fact that he doesn't drink... But at 11 o'clock at night, he's kind of on vacation there at his golf club, and he just starts tweeting, sends out a bunch at night, and then starts early the next day. Yeah. Yeah. The most controversial of them, of course. Very sad that the FBI missed all of the many signals sent out by the Florida school shooter. This is not acceptable. So far, so good. They are spending too much time trying to prove Russian collusion with the Trump campaign. There is no collusion. Get back to the basics and make us all proud. Uh, some victims of the shooting or those uh, speaking for them thought it was interesting that the president made himself the victim of the whole deal. Some people were outraged and horrified by that. Well, there's a fair amount of attention to the fact that he has not forcefully called out Russia for messing with our democracy and pushed back against that. And um, that bothers me also. It seems to me that that should have been his role. I don't know exactly how you'd. I don't know how you, exactly how you'd word it, but uh, Tom Friedman had a, a pretty good example of how you might have worded it. Great, uh, coming up in just a few minutes. We'll get to that in the next uh, few minutes. Alex Stone joins us from beautiful uh, South Korea, where he is reporting on the Olympic Games. Hello, Alex. How are you? Hey guys, uh, doing well. What's Happy, the headline uh, there? President's Day to you. Yeah, thank you. What's what's the big story? Well, uh, a couple of things. One is the the lack of medals for the U.S. And, we uh, suck. And we wait to, to, to hope that we're going to see some medals this week. But uh, a couple of other things I think might interest you. One being a wardrobe malfunction that is now the the talk of social media that uh, has gone viral on uh, on social media. Gabriella Papadakis uh, Papadakis is a uh, French ice dancer. She was uh, performing here uh, last night, your time today, our time. And uh, her costume came unhooked at the neckline. She knew immediately that she had a problem. It exposed her breast. It, uh, it's mm. all over social media now. Uh, she says she didn't know what to do. 
that it was uh, her absolute worst nightmare. She knew that she was being shown live. That's her worst nightmare? She needs better nightmares. (laughs) Well, listen, Alex, in the limited time we have, I think we need to point out that the poor gal got second with her hooter hanging out. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Out of all of that, they came in second. So she kept it going. uh, On a scale of 1 to 10, what do you give the hoot? (laughs) Oh, stop it. Wow. Hey, Wow. That's, Give it a 9.2. I thought we were straddling the line pretty effectively, and you go all juvenile. Alex, how do you like Korea? Uh, it's a great country. You know, it's it's very Western, more so than some of the other countries that we've been to to cover news, especially, uh, you know, some of the, the, the Asian countries. And the, you come here, they're brands we know. Maybe we're more South Korean than they are Western in the sense that Hyundai and, and Samsung and uh, you know the the foods are very similar. Their, their favorite food here is uh, is beer and fried chicken. That's their, awesome. their food that they they like to eat. Uh, yeah, the, the the dumplings, the Korean barbecue, all things that we know. Less exotic than you know. Eight when we were in Beijing for the Olympics, there there was a lot of exotic food, not a lot of choices uh, that were American. Here you can get whatever you want. It's uh, they've done a great job putting on these Olympics that. Uh, they, uh, they've made it very smooth. And in the 30 seconds we have, is anybody walking around concerned about North Korea lobbing bombs? No, not at this point, because the North Koreans are taking part in these games. The thinking being that as long as they're here, as long as they're competing, their delegation is here, that, that uh, Kim Jong-un is not going to try anything, and he hasn't. We've been uh, doing this for a week and a half now, and uh, he hasn't uh, done anything. We haven't heard a peep from him up there. Uh, and, the, and the thinking is that he wants the focus as he tries to make North Korea into a powerhouse like Eastern Germany, uh, back in the uh, the 70s and 80s, that, that he wants to make the, the uh, North Korea a sports powerhouse, so he doesn't want to take anything away from them. Come next week when this is all over, get ready to hear from him again. But as of right now, he has been totally silent up north. Hey, if you run into any of the American athletes, tell them they're embarrassing our country. Oh, nice. <laughs> That'll go over perfectly. Alex Stone, ABC News correspondent from South Korea. Thanks, Alex. Good to talk to you. Happy travels. You got it. Thanks, guys. See ya. I didn't actually know that we aren't doing very well. We're not doing very well? Yeah. Is that a real story or is that fake news? I, yeah, I haven't heard much about it. Yeah. Uh, what's coming up in your news, Marshall? Trump Twitter rampage taking on Oprah now. Story coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So I didn't know this because I'm not really into the total metal count and like, yeah. I, you know, what difference does that make to me? I like National the, pride. I like, you might love your country. You obviously don't. I like the individual. Probably working with the Russians. I like the individual stories. But based on historical norms, we are the worst performing country at the Olympics based on what we countries normally do. Everybody wow. else is doing what they usually do. We are at almost exactly half the medals we usually have. You know, I hadn't heard many tales of glory. Well, several of our, they're going to be the gold medal winner and a household name and be on all the talk shows and sell you Fords, mm-hmm. have uh, have not meddled at all. I mean, they were going to be big gold medals, whether it's uh, uh, Schifrin, the, the, the girl didn't even medal at all in the slalom. Uh, Nathan Chen, who kept falling on his yeah. on his on his backside, when yeah. he, was, he didn't he got fifth place. He was going to be a gold medal winner. How about the short track speed skating? Lindsey Vaughn, we out. have an Apollo Ono. No, our our Apollo Onos for this time around didn't medal at all, let alone win gold. You know what we need to demand is a medal for flamboyant figure skating commentators. Yeah, doing pretty good at win that. Win the gold. Yeah, so we're at half what we usually do, which is disappointing. 
I guess. Uh, let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, 13 Russian nationals have been indicted for election-related fraud in the 2016 presidential campaign. In a Justice Department presser on Friday afternoon, Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein said the defendants waged information warfare in the U.S. Three Russian companies also have been indicted. The efforts, though, they said didn't affect the outcome of the election. Now, after that... Now, again, I'm, again I get back to this. Is this... One thing that came out on Friday, and there's going to be five more of these? I really do think he should have given us a little more context. So that statement right there did not affect the outcome of the election. Does he mean overall, this whole thing he's investigating did not affect the outcome of the election, or just these 13 people? That's the way they're stating it. How do you read it, Joe? I don't know. I'm mystified. I would it guess seems like overall. You sh- yeah, overall. me too. It seems yeah. like you shouldn't yeah. say that unless you mean the whole thing that I'm looking at. It I, did not affect the outcome. I'm distracted by my quibble, and I've had this quibble for a long time. Mm-hmm. I will uh, quibble it again. We need to say their interference with the campaign as opposed to the election. Because interfering with an election, it happens all the time around the world, and it's actual fraud involving votes and boxes and mm-hmm. counting and that sort of thing. Um, and a lot of people are running around now, some ignorantly, some on purpose, claiming that, you know, the Russians messed with, quote unquote, the election. And people are thinking they mean literally. But anyway. How about uh, if you say election day? Would that make you feel better? Uh, or not? In what context? Because the election does include the campaign, doesn't it? And that when people are talking about the 2016 election, they mean the whole thing. Usually. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm just saying that referring to it that way is it, it leaves people the opportunity to make the wrong conclusion. They do all the time. Okay. After that announcement, President Trump started a weekend-long Twitter run. Trump slamming the media over its coverage of the indictments. At one point, the president accusing news outlets of not focusing enough on how the indictments exonerated his campaign from colluding with Russia. The president also took aim at the ranking Democrat in the House Intelligence Committee, tweeting, Little Adam Schiff, the leaking monster of no control, is now blaming the Obama administration for Russian meddling in the 2016 election. He's finally right about something. Obama was president, knew of the threat, and did nothing. Thank you, Adam! Exclamation point. So here's the point Tom Friedman was making in the New York Times. He said, uh, and I think I agree with him on that, wouldn't it have been better, since this is a pretty major thing, that Russian that Russia went this far and put this much effort right. into effing with our election? Um, wouldn't it have been better if the president had come out and said, we are doing everything we can, I'm going to bring together state and local election authorities, the federal government, all the party leaders. I'm going to bring uh, around the people that run the various social media campaign um, uh, you know, platforms and that sort of thing, and we're going to find a way to stop this from happening in the future. Wouldn't that have been a better way to react than to make it all about him and how, see, I'm vindicated, and Adam Schiff's is a putz and that sort of stuff? You knew he was Donald Trump when you picked him up. And how about if he had come out, I mean, because he has said... Zero, as far as I know, in the last since Friday, zero negative about Russia or any stop doing that or we're not going to put up with that or that's uncool or we're going to do sanctions. Or, no, it's all been about zero. Him. There's yeah. been zero. Yeah. You can't do that. How about if he came out, as Tom Friedman wrote, how about if we came out and said, we're going to go on offense. Our job now is to spread the truth about Putin. We're going to tell his people how much money he has stolen from him. Oh, how many this. lies he has spread about their country. I love how many this. rivals he has jailed or made disappear. 
How about that? that Pushing back. Not only saying, hey, you don't get to do that. Stop doing it. It's uncool. And then we're going to push back. As opposed to, see, I was right. You were wrong. Shifts a punk. You know, I'm either inflexible or I'm right. My opinion of Trump has not changed since the campaign. He's a buffoon who I happen to agree with on a lot of policy areas. This is it's terribly mishandled. It's embarrassing. The fact that he would make it self-centered when we're under attack by another country. The very fibers that hold us together is buffoonish and unwise. It's idiotic. It's disappointing. It's unpatriotic. It's pathetic. Oh, that's pretty strong. Yeah. Well, it is. That's a strong right. statement from Joe Getty. Yes. Yeah, well, fine. Great. And I hope he gets, you know, his next policy prescription through. There are all sorts of gripes I have with the other side, too, but... Yeah, it's embarrassing. And then last night, Trump uh, wrapped up his Twitter run. He went after Oprah Winfrey, tweeting, Just watched a very Finally. insecure Oprah Winfrey, who at one point I knew very well, interview a panel of people on 60 Minutes. The questions were biased and slanted, the facts incorrect. Hope Oprah runs so she can be exposed and defeated just like all of the others. So is that Trump feeling a threat from Oprah? Or is it what, uh, you know, our, our emailer suggested earlier in the show, that he's just constantly got to feed the it's me versus the media uh, narrative. Because he wins that battle every time. Right, because it solidifies his support. So he's just got to create these controversies over and over again. Hey, by the way, on the other side of this thing, if there ends up being no collusion between Trump and Russia, when... Most of the major media has acted like that's a given. I mean, right. that's just self-evident. A, that's a no-known. Only an idiot or a racist <laughs> would deny the fact that the Trump campaign worked right. with the Russians. If it turns out they didn't, is anybody gonna? Are they gonna say anything? Are they going to apologize? Or I mean, hours and hours and gallons of newsprint on this, please, for a year or however long, from MSNBC to little Adam Schiff. Yeah, they've been complete liars about it. Whipping up the narrative as hard as they can. It's just it's sad. Enough. It's also discouraging. Does anybody love the country? Does anybody like value the American people? I think we have a little clip, Michael, uh, that shows who does love the country. There is somebody that loves the country. And I- Armstrong and Getty, the conscience of the nation. I really wish we had the one with the eagle screeching in the background, because that really... <laughs> Does anybody see us as a family that sometimes disagrees, but you don't tear the family apart? Especially if there are other families who can't wait to come in and steal our house and all our stuff and murder our children? Is there anybody who values the unity of the American people? You can play it now, the one with the eagle. Yeah. <laughs> I actually meant it, but nah, don't worry about it. All right, that's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show again. The conscience of the nation. Conscience yeah. of a nation. I really the think. Nation. I really <laughs> think it was. I really think it was the sort of thing a president should have done over the weekend to like maybe even go, you know, do a whole uh, walk out there, all the cameras on him, prime time address over the weekend, and say, with this information, I want you to know we are on top of this. We're going to push back, and now we're going on offense. Other countries don't get to mess with our elections like this. Right. Or our society. Because they're not going to stop, you know, between election cycles, which are never ending. Yeah. And they're trying to sow the seeds of discontent and discord even as we speak. Yeah. You throw in some of that. Lead on that issue. Say, hey, look, a lot of these issues we're so upset about. It's the Russians putting us at each other's throats. That's it. I'm running. What does it pay? 
Some more presidential fun facts. For instance, do you know Thomas Jefferson, one of the most eloquent writers to ever hold the office of president, hated public speaking so much he only gave two speeches in his presidency, one per term. Didn't know that. Whatever. Whatever. Mm. Uh, Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Got a girl from the south side, got brazen hair. First time I seen her walk by, and I about fell up on my chair. Had to get her number. You hear about John Kelly shoving that Chinese dude? Did you hear that story? No. The chief of staff for Trump. <laughs> Military general. Way to bring it. I assume he had a shoving coming. When when Trump was in China, this story just came out earlier again. When Trump was in China, he was walking into a room, and everywhere the president goes, the nuclear football goes with him. Right? The briefcase with the nuclear codes and all that sort uh-huh. of stuff in it. Well, the... Some Chinese official just saw it was some dude that was not supposed to be in the meeting and put up his hand and said no to the guy coming in with the nuclear football. Kelly said no, he gets to go in. The guy came toward him and put his hand up. Kelly shoved the dude. Wow. Then the guy came back at Kelly, and the Secret Service tackled the Chinese dude and had him on the ground. Wow. Full-on shoving match. Craziness. Yeah. China. Wow. Nuclear code, password one, two, three, by the way. <laughs> Have it on pretty, pretty good authority. You want a presidential fun fact? Michael, where's the theme music? Come on, give it to me. Our smallest president was also one of probably our most brilliant, James Madison. Hey, everybody, the state of the nation is strong. Five foot four, about 100 pounds. 100 pounds, that is tiny. He is smaller. Because 5'4", you meet a lot of people that are 5'4", about 100 pounds, that's tiny. Oh, he's a feather. He was smaller than Little D, my daughter. And she's a very petite human being. Yeah, you got to be tiny to be 100 pounds, man or woman. Yeah. A man that's 100 pounds? Yeah. Wow. What if some Chinese person started pushing him around? He didn't have a chance. It'd be over. We'd be speaking Mandarin, <laughs> that's what. Little D's uh, underwater hockey team acquitted themselves quite nicely at their tournament over the weekend, by the way. Cool. They, they call her something like Tough Little Biatch or something. She's got a nickname on the mm. team. Very proud of her. Not as good as Conscience of the Nation, but sharp elbows. Well, she's working up toward that. You want one more? Sure, I got some. Only. Why? Well, I, I got one. I'm, go ahead. I'm waiting. <laughs> All right. Uh, two presidents have run unopposed for re-election. Washington One, the first time. G-Dub, of course. Who was the second? Let me think about can it. anybody guess? Ran unopposed. Yeah. I can, you know, I can give a hint for history buffs, but... Uh, Martin Van Buren. Exactly. No. He ran during what was called the Era of Good Feelings because of the national unity that followed the end of uh, the War of 1812. Mm. Okay. Monroe. James Monroe. So, um, here's a good presidential fun fact on President's Day. This is more in my ballpark. Not not so learny as your ballpark. Mm. After President Bush Sr. vomited on the Japanese Prime Minister, do you remember that story? I do. He vomited on the Prime Minister in Japan. And the flu. A new word entered the Japanese language. 
Bashuro, which means to do the bush thing or to publicly vomit. <laughs> His son thought that was funny. It's like the burden of Damascus. Yeah. <laughs> it is similar. Yeah. It's uh, never mind. Did you see they fought, they found another copy of the Declaration of Independence, a rare copy of the Declaration of Independence. There's only 51 that exist. Mm. And uh, uh, at the time, uh, uh, old timey copies. Yeah. TJ wrote it. Then they made a bunch of copies so people could read it, reprint it. They et made the copies in the like the 1820s. Ah, because I forget which president it was. Um, realized that even then, 40 years after the uh, the original one, it had faded so much you couldn't read it, and they were worried about losing it to history. Might have been J.Q. Adams. Uh, it might have been. So they uh, so they, they they scribbled out a whole bunch of uh, copies of it. So they're not contemporary, but they're, they're, they're 44 decades later. Hmm. But they're still the oldest ones written by hand sort of thing around. Yeah. Not as cool, though, is it? Yeah. No. They only had the original up until then. Yeah. And uh, it faded so much they thought, geez, this is going to be gone forever. I guess, I haven't seen the original. I've never taken the time to stand in line in Washington, D.C. Uh, to see it. I would. I definitely would. It's incredibly I moving. I will not stand in line for anything. Well, well, then you are a, a bad American. I'm not standing in line. probably should have been among the 13 indicted. But I guess it's pretty damn faded, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's really faded, as is the original Constitution. But I'm telling you, it's an incredibly moving thing to do it. Get there early. Not standing in line. If Shuffle I to, your feet for a while. Flip through a magazine. If I happen upon something and there's no line, I will see it. Like I saw Michelangelo's Davida. Wow. <laughs> Evidently, there was no line at the pretension store. I saw the David, and for whatever reason, there was yeah. nobody there. Wow. So I just walked up, looking around, walking around. Look at the junk on that thing. And then I... Uh, Here's a little little pro tip for you. Long line, I'm not doing it. You go to see the panda bears at the San Diego Zoo. You mm-hmm. go in the summertime, you wait online for an hour and a half, hour 45. You go in the wintertime, you walk right up. You can climb in a cage and wrestle one if you want. <laughs> you can stand there and talk Chinese to it if yeah. you want. There's no line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so you wouldn't stand in line to watch the look at the Declaration of Independence? No. That is astonishing. Not a me. chance. Uh, um, please. Word your opinions in the strongest possible terms <laughs> and tweet them at us or text us or email us. So this Declaration of Independence copy that they found, somebody, after the Civil War, they were worried Union soldiers would burn it or something. I don't know why that would happen. Union soldiers? Yeah, I don't know why that would But anyway, so they, uh, they hid it. Monticello? They hid it in the walls, and it was hidden in the walls of some house, and it was recently discovered. Hmm. There you go. So there's that story. They've made it against the lot of boiled lobsters. Did you not hear that? Live ones or just at all? Live ones. Mm. Boy, I made some really nice shrimp stir-fry last night. Speaking of sea creatures, back to you. I lost that. Where was that? Which country? Sweden? Switzerland? I think he said the Swiss. The Swiss. They, they made it against the law. As has Australia. Is the United States next? Because it's too uh, too cruel. So you have, to, you have to stun it with an electric something or other. Or, right. uh, or beat it down with a stick. Bore it to death. Something. <laughs> and then you can boil it. So it's actually against the law. It's animal cruelty if you do that. Switzerland and scanning down the globe to Australia. What sort of weird axis of stupid is that? How many people who regularly boil lobsters are going to stop? Axis of don't give a damn. I don't like hurting animals. I have no desire to hurt them. But it's a big cockroach. Boiling it to death. They claim that they discovered somehow that it can feel pain and... All right, I'll take it out back and shoot it. <laughs> uh, 
we know more about the kid that shot up that school. It's pretty darn interesting. Yeah, oh yeah. You know what? The FBI did actually really oh, yeah. drop the ball. There's oh. no need to tie it to the Russia investigation, no. but it's pretty shocking. No, somebody needs to be fired. Somebody is, is bored with their position or something. And more presidential fun facts. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com.